two then on our, on our second stop along this journey is the Feast of Weeks. Key point number two is this. Jesus gives us everything that we need for the upcoming evangelistic harvest. Jesus gives us everything that we need for the upcoming evangelistic harvest. Now, this one probably fascinates me. The next two probably fascinate me a lot more, uh, not because they're more significant. In fact, the most significant is the Passover. Understand this, if the Passover does not happen, the other two um, uh, are insignificant. The, pa- the Passover, the, the, the death, the burial, and resurrection of Christ are essential. And without those things happening, the other two um, become pointless. But I'm fascinated with them because I think that many of us are already familiar with a lot of the aspects of the Passover season. We're already familiar with the Easter. We're already familiar with the idea that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We're already familiar with the fact that Jesus is the first fruit of the resurrection. But what about the Feast of Pentecost? What about the Feast of Tabernacles? Well, when it comes to the Feast of Weeks or the Feast of Pentecost, Let's continue with John chapter 20, uh, picking up at verse 19. It says, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst. And he said to them, Peace be with you. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. The Feast of Pentecost, or also known as the Feast of Weeks, is that next pilgrimage. In fact, it, it literally, it, this, this, this pilgrimage follows rather quickly after the first. It, it takes us to Pentecost. Now, you may be familiar with, with the word Pentecost and the idea of when Pentecost took place in the second chapter of Acts, where the New Testament church was launched. We see that. We understand that that's Pentecost. However, I want you to see how Jesus' fulfillment of Passover has now made it possible for Pentecost to be fulfilled. In fact, Pentecost is celebrated 50 days after their celebration of the first fruits. So they celebrate the first fruits, and then 50 days later, or 50 days after the resurrection of Christ, they celebrate Pentecost. The best way to understand Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks is to recognize that there is a comparison in contrast of two specific Pentecost. If you've ever watched a show, whether it is a sports show or on the History Channel, uh, where they, they have a segment that might say, on this day in history, and then it tells you some of the things that took place on this day in history. Uh, this would have been helpful uh, if John had, had done this. Uh, in a way, he did. He just assumed we knew the Bible. Uh, But in a way, you know, if we just had those words in John's gospel where he would say, by the way, on this day in history, this is what happened. But let me give you an example. First, it was the day of Pentecost 
when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the Torah. That was the day of Pentecost. That was the significance of this day. In other words, it was this particular day that Moses comes down from Mount Sinai. He has these tablets in his hand because God had given him the law. It was also on Pentecost that the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church. Second chapter of Acts. So the law in the Old Testament with Moses and the Holy Spirit in the New Testament, second chapter of Acts, are our tutor to help us understand our bondage to sin. Both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, God has given us something on Pentecost to point us and prepare us for the significance of Christ. God's Word, the law, and God's Holy Spirit, both intended to point us to, to Christ. Now consider this other comparison. So if we take that same illustration, that same example comparison of Moses coming down from Mount Sinai, and we have the law, God's Word, and then in the New Testament, the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the church. The second thing I want us to point out with those same two events is that when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, what were the people doing? Well, they were actually worshiping, but it was a golden calf was the object of their worship. What they had actually done is they broke a blood covenant with God. So we have this picture, this contrast again. God is sending us his word to be a tutor, to be a teacher, to help us to understand and point us to Christ. And then when Moses gets back, the people are worshiping, but not the correct object of our worship. They're worshiping the golden calf. As a result, 3,000 people died. Now, I want you to contrast that with this. When the Holy Spirit came upon the church, what did the people do, and what was the result? They were bringing glory to God through proclaiming the gospel. So in one instance, you come back, they're, they're worshiping, but they're worshiping a golden calf. It results in 3,000 deaths. In the other instance, God has given us his Holy Spirit. It prompted them to speak in the languages of other people, and it prompted them to proclaim the gospel, and where in the Old Testament it cost the lives of 3,000 people, in the book of Acts, it actually tells us that the result was what? 3,000 souls were saved. What an incredible contrast here. God has given us his word, in the Old Testament, we were disobedient, and it resulted in lives, 3,000 lives that, that died. New Testament, the Holy Spirit comes, the gospel is proclaimed, and 3,000 souls were saved. Then the final observation of the Feast of Weeks, the Pentecost, is, the, is one of the elements associated with the Feast of Weeks. And that is that there are two loaves of bread that are to be prepared. And it's the only bread in which leaven is permitted. 
I mean, remember what I said a moment ago about they're to get rid of all the leaven. They're supposed to get rid of all the sin. But this, for some reason, they said leaven is allowed. Now, why would that be? Because these two loaves, then, are going to be brought before the Lord. And they're going to be waved before the Lord. And here's the idea. Salvation has come for sinful people. First, for the Jew, and then for the Gentile. So what does that mean for us? As you and I are being commissioned into an evangelistic harvest, we are now fully equipped with everything that we need for this evangelistic harvest. God has given us his law, the word, to teach us, to point us to Christ. And he has given us his Holy Spirit to teach us and to point us to Christ. So this evangelistic harvest has begun. And that's the whole purpose of the Pentecost of the Feast of Weeks.